to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. Today for my podcast, I'm so excited to be joined with Sean Barrett. He is a friend of mine from college husband, and I'm so excited um, to be able to talk with you because this is actually the first time that we've spoken, but we've been following each other for a long time on Facebook, and we already feel like we're family. We know each other already. So he has an incredible story. Um his life journey. I'm so excited for everybody to hear his story and hear what he has to say today. So how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank God. Thank you for uh, inviting me and having me on. Absolutely. How's the family? How's Joanne and the girls? Everyone's doing great. Joanne sends you big, big virtual hugs and uh, she's like, we got to get together. So she says, I know. (laughs) We don't live too far, but hopefully this COVID thing will be over. One of these days. Yeah, yeah, one of these days. So tell me, how are you guys doing with COVID? Are the girls in school? Are they doing remote learning? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's been um, it's been quite a challenge for us um, and for the whole world, I imagine, uh, around COVID and, and spending time with the kids and trying to keep them um, focused and having fun and occupied in something. Um, we've been we've been doing well. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned um you know, when when you're locked up in the home with your uh, three daughters, with your your beautiful wife, and um, you know, I, I've been finding interesting things to do, and um, you know, we've been hanging in there. We've been just doing everything together. It's drawn us extremely. Uh, it's made us extremely uh, closer and uh, passionate for uh, certain things that each of us are unique in doing uh, the art with the kids and, you know, music and, um, you know, doing some impromptu acting around the home um, and acting out, you know, some of uh, the Harry Potter stories and some nice. of the kids books. So we've been, we've been keeping busy. I like your TikTok videos that you guys do. Those are fun. Oh, you like that? You know, we go into full gear production on that stuff, um, writing treatments and and um, uh, going through it with the kids. I've, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to jump too much, but you know, my background with regards to writing and and how important it is to kind of tell your story. Um, has translated so well with the girls and, and Joanne has um, just been a huge help as a special education teacher with, you know, helping spin out the, the entire story. And, uh, you know, we've been working great to, with each other and, and Hayden, our 12 year old um, soccer phenomenon, you heard it here first. Um, right. She's been doing amazing with writing and, you know, really animated with seeing things come together. Uh, Halle Berry as well, too. Now, tell me, you said you are a writer. So I know you have your own independent um, entertainment company, right. as well as you've worked with a lot of celebrities. You, 
you were a part of um, Boogie Down Productions back in the day. Right? That's right. right. <laughs> and you um, were casted for the Cosby Show as well as Law and Order SUV, which was Law and Order SUV. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> Sopranos, <laughs> as well as you've worked with Queen Latifah. Can you tell us about some of that work that you've done? Sure, sure. Um, I, I was blessed pretty young, you know. Um, I grew up in a single family home in Brooklyn, New York, just me and my mom. And, um, you know, my mom was very unique and always, you know, handed me a book and always wanted me to keep reading, kind of stay out of trouble. Brooklyn was very hardcore back then. Um, I had a select few of friends. I was an odd kid, um, always reading, always writing poetry. Um, But right up the block, um, there was this uh, guy named uh, Chris Parker, uh, KRS-One, who... um, you know, uh, just had come out with his first uh, record, um, South Bronx. And, um, you know, I became friends with him. He was like a big brother to me. I was like 11 years old. And, um, you know, I'd be walking down the street and he's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, why is your head always in the book? And we became friends and I shared my poetry with him. And he kind of took me on as a mentor, um, and, um, you know, I was never into music at that age, but I was turned on pretty quickly when I realized that poetry, um, is, is actually rhymes a way of communicating. And he helped me cultivate that skill, um, and, uh, dubbed me a part of, uh, BDP, Boogie Down Productions, um, at 12 years old. Wow. And I started doing shows at 12 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. But um, it was a very um, unique, awesome experience. Um, um, I'm one of the youngest members myself, Derek Jones, who you may know as D Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, and um, we came up together doing those albums. I recorded the first four um, with Chris and Derek. And um, we um it, it opened the doors for a lot of other things for me so you know uh me starting high school uh at 14 going in and then for the summer people are going uh you know wherever they're going for summer vacation but i was going on tour you know with big daddy kane and, and oh my gosh and, and, i used to have the poster <laughs> i used yeah. to have the poster up on my bed <laughs> <laughs> it was very unique. I never, it's so crazy because I, I never, um, I never, I never really understood how unique it was, you know, like right. I signed my first recording deal with Island Records um, when I was uh, 15 years old, you know, wow. and I, I didn't get, you know, how big it was at the time. And after that, I just started producing, did stuff for Black Moon and um, uh, Busta Rhymes, fellow Jamaican Trevor Smith, and, um, you know, um, Most Deaf, who's a very good friend of mine, uh, also from Brooklyn. You know, we all grew up and came up together Mm -hmm. in this wonderful. But, you know, I just didn't want to stop there. I moved away from uh, music. You know, my mom always wanted me to go back to school and finish. And I did that, um, NYU grad, and it opened up some other doors within the film industry, you know, um, did some independent stuff. And, um, then, you know, I always kind of had the acting bug and, um, my mom 
uh, introduced me a little bit earlier to like commercials and stuff. She always liked um, whatever I said I wanted to do. She supported me. And um, one day I think I said I wanted to be on TV and she would take me to all these auditions. And wow. of course I was like the only black kid in the room and I would never get a part, um, but I would just keep on going. It was, I think I grew up um, so early, uh, but the support of my mom, a black mother from Jamaica, and, you know, um, she she helped me build my confidence. And, right strength and uh you know you can do whatever you want to do you know it doesn't matter what color you are it doesn't matter that um you know um you're first generation born uh here in brooklyn if you want to do this you're going to do it and um it, it it really gave me the support support that i needed because you know i remember walking into the room um uh, of a casting call for a commercial or something. And, and, um, you know, be a full a room full of like white kids and, and, you know, the intimidation was always there and, you know, the feeling of, you know, I'm not good enough to be right. there. Um, well, that happened to be the day that I landed my first commercial and, um, you know, started, you know, being that little working actor and, you know, I would step away and then come back in and, um, you know, my interests were always aligned with, I want to do this, I want to do that, you know, and I think that's from the strength of, of, of my, uh, my beautiful uh, uh, mom. That's fantastic. I love it. And you can yeah. see that through your parenting, you're doing the same with your daughters. It just exudes in all their all their pictures that you post on Facebook. You can just tell that they are confident right. women. You know, they are growing up to be as confident as you and Joanna are raising them. It's so tough. It's challenging this world. I don't even you know, I don't recognize it. You know, some days I, I wake up and I, I uh, ask myself, is this real? Like, are we in just a bad movie? Um, no, seriously. It, Especially, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. And then, like, you see things that go on, like what happened last night at the debate. And, I know. I like, was like, my um, head was spinning. I couldn't, even, I couldn't take it. Yeah, it was just, it was, it's just unrecognizable. Uh, um, that we as a people, black, white, whatever, um, you know, that we have allowed this to get this far. You know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's us just being numb. Um, uh, and it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, and I worry for my children. I remember, you know, I, um, I remember when I hit 21 years old and my mom gave me the biggest hug in the world and, you know, wouldn't let me go. I was crying. And, and I said, Ma, why, why are you crying? Like, what's wrong? You know, right. you know, she's like, you made it. And I'm like, what do you mean? You made it to 21, you wow. know? And uh, it, it, it's deep. It still sits with me today. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, being a father of uh, three beautiful black girls, um, you know, I worry about them. So I, I think it's my job, Joanne's job to, to really, you know, come, uh, come together and make sure that they have all the tools possible. They know where mommy came, came from, comes from, they know where daddy comes from. And, you know, we give them that love and support. Um, but, but we, we also, 
um, share with them the um, the atrocities of the world. You know, right. uh, when you're a person of color, when you're black, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it, it's tough. And as a black woman. Um, right they need the tools and we need to help them get there. So um, every single day, every day, every Every day, day. I find find like just encouraging my children every single day. Um, I have one daughter who's actually in person at school and my other two are at home learning. And it's just every single day. It's just, I feel like we have to just make sure that they have those tools when they go out into the world to face the white world that they're living in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, my two, the two youngest, Hayden and Hallie, they are, um, they're doing this like hybrid school thing right now. You know, we talked to them when it was coming out, um, when we got the information, I'm actually on the board for their school, um, on advisory board. And I, you know, I wanted, there's no person of color on the board and, you know, um, you know, we pay tuition. I wanted to be on the board. Absolutely. When the information was coming out that there's going to be like either all virtual or like a hybrid, you know, we spoke to Hayden and Hallie and, and, you know, how are you guys feeling? Like, this is what's going on. You know, we've talked to them about being safe all through the quarantine and um, it's important to talk to them. And, and we, um, you know, Hayden and Hallie, they both said, we want to go to school. We, you know, we'll be safe. Um, we want to do the hybrid thing. So they're doing the hybrid right. with their in, um, one week and then uh, virtual the following week. Yeah. And, um, you know, they know, I mean, with my situation, you know, stage four, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer uh, 2000. 15 and and given uh 26 to 32 months to live i'm still here you know and um uh, i'm in remission thank god and and i've been i've been doing well um it uh they know that they have to be extra careful because of daddy's situation um and um you know, we, we've been we've been coming together as a unit, and and it just gets me and keeps me stronger and healthier and uh, happier. You know, um, you know, but it's been it's been challenging. It's been uh, challenging. What really captured my attention about you on Facebook for following you for so many years is all your positive posts every single day, Sean. I I want everybody to know this, that every single day, Sean posts, and it could be a picture with him and his wife or his girls, and he's always calling them beautiful and my queens. And then it's a positive um, quote, like, for instance, um, the other day he posted, it says, I closed the door for sure on stage four diagnosis diagnosis and walk the path in light a superhero prognosis you shall overcome every obstacle every challenge be thankful and just live your best life hashtag conquering cancer this man has conquered stage four cancer everybody like i am i am just so overjoyed for you for your family for all of us who are your friends um I've been following your journey, your cancer journey, your positive pose. It's so inspiring. Um, 
how, like where do you find that strength or how, what led you to um, just being such a positive person? Was that inborn or did you come to a point where it's just like, it's, you know, this is just how I am or what is it for you? Um, thank you for that. And um, it, it, it's, it's, so it, it comes from me just not wanting to give up. You know, when I was first diagnosed, um, a quick story about it, because I, I, um, I, I had no idea that I had cancer. You know, I was um, going to get additional insurance. God forbid something happens to me. Joanne, the house, the kids have their education. You know, I wanted to get more insurance. So I'm like trying to do the right thing. And uh I, I went and, you know, got my blood work. They did all of these exams. And then like two days later, the, my doctor called me and said, Sean, are you feeling okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling okay. Why? He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I haven't had much of an appetite. Like I forget to eat sometimes like the last few months, but I'm okay. And um, he's like, no, you're not. Like you got to come back in. And I want to do a full biopsy. And he's like, your blood work is wacky. So I'm like, huh, what's going on? He's like, come in tomorrow. So I told Joanne and she's like, okay, we're going to pray about it. You're all right. You know, and I went in and, um, you know, after the biopsy, like an hour later, it was like stage four cancer, like, you know, prostate, but then it spread into the lymph nodes, into my thyroid. Um, And then... um, uh, when I went to Sloan Kettering, they did a whole makeup and they found uh, the cancer within 87% of my body. Um, uh, and, um, you know, we were talking life expectancy and they couldn't believe I was walking around. And, you know, I told the doctor, I mean, I was, I was broken up, but mm-hmm. I told him, I said, you know, you're not going to tell me like I'm from Brooklyn. Like, you know, <laughs> you you know, know Brooklyn is a <laughs> planet, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you tell me what we had. He's like, well, you're a young guy. You're this, you're that, you know? And I said, all right, you know, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I got too much work to do. I have my daughters, you know, and um, he's like, all right, this is what we have to do. You know, I did like five surgeries, like uh, countless radiation for a couple of years and then chemotherapy and immunotherapy and trial medication. I mean, I was the guinea pig. Look up guinea pig is a picture of me. It was, it was bananas and, um, you know, it got really bad um, at some point in, you know, I just, you know, gave it up to God and I asked him to, you know, if he saves me, I'll make a difference. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, I got my, I got my blessing in disguise and, you know, every, I still do blood work every three months. I go in and I do my scans and all that stuff. And the last one, when I posted that post that you read so eloquently, I, um, I had just got like some really great news and, you know, white blood cells and red blood, everything was just in order. And it was a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think, you know, for me, you, um, you get out of life, what you put into it, you know, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing how life works. You know, we all know that we're going to go some at some point, but managing your, your journey is so important. 
you know, managing um, what's important to you. And if you can make a difference or a change or help just one person, it's all worth it. I remember speaking to, I was 15 or 16 and um, the film had just came out above the rim and uh, Tupac was in it and I was at the premiere. We all went to the premiere and stuff. Um, and uh, I saw Pac, he came up and he was just in rare form. I never forget this because it still stayed with me and resonated with me, but um, he was, they used to call me Sha, S-H-A. So that was okay. little Sha or KRS-One's brother, little Chris. So, um, so, he came up to me. He was just walking right for me. And he said, yo, Sha, yo, Sha. He's like, why are you looking like that? And I'm like, looking like what? He said, you didn't like my movie? And I said, I love the movie. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, look, you're going to do something magical. I don't know what it is. You know, blunt in hand and everything. Right, <laughs> he was right. in rare, <laughs> rare form. And um, he's like, I want you to finish school. You're going to go back to school. You're going to finish, do the rap stuff, but you're going to finish. You're going to make some beats. You're going to write a book. I see big things. He said, you ain't going nowhere. And, uh, um, you know, that always trick because every time I would run into him, he would just give me love and like big brother, little brother kind of thing. Right. right. And, and um, he's like, you too nice to be in hip hop. You know, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> nice. Like, you know, you, you're nice to everybody. And, um, but he, he always saw me writing and would say, just keep writing, just keep writing. He's mm-hmm. like, I want to read your books in, in 20 years. You're going to be bigger than he had said. Um, I'll be bigger than. Uh, <sighs> okay. That, that, which freaked me out. Um, the uh, horror film guy, the writer with the glasses. Stephen King? Yeah, he said, you're going to be big into Stephen King. And I said, uh-huh. Stephen King? I said, <laughs> I said, I don't write like that, Pac. Why you, why you say that? <laughs> He's like, no, you're going you're gonna to be bigger, bigger on a different scale. The way white people love him, they're going to love you. And I'm like, okay. And I still, it took me a second. I'm like, was that a diss or, <laughs> you know, I'm like, was he dissing me? But um, it was all love. It was just the way he he communicated. But um, I kept up with it and, you know, went to school and, and um, you know, uh, it always stayed fresh in my mind that there were people in my journey at an early age who were always supporting me and backing me and giving me the encouragement. Um, and I pulled from that um, and my daughters, like, you know, I still got stuff to do. Um, you know, and, you know, when, when, when Chadwick Bozeman and, and, um, a few other folks that, that I was blessed to meet, um, when I hear that, you know, you know, they lost the battle, you know, I sometimes say, you know, why am I still here? You know, I was supposed to be gone like two you know, what, three years now ago, and I'm still here, and I'm feeling good, and I'm getting up. Thank you. You look fantastic. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs) I I wore my together shirt. (laughs) Um, You know, it's it's just a a testament to um, me knowing my journey 
must continue and will continue. Um, and uh, being positive has really, really um, lifted not only my spirits, but it's just blessed me in so many ways. Oh, we'll need like a few hours to go through that one, you know. Right. Um, I'm just happy to be here. And through the pandemic and through um, my my battle, um, you know, God has blessed me. And, and you know, I, I want to be that inspiration through Facebook, through Instagram, whatever, that, you know, no matter the challenge, um, you know, it's a difficult time for everyone, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, if I bring that forth, then I'm, I'm blessed. And you're blessing others as well. You totally bless me. Next thing that you're doing, you're also writing your memoir. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Um, I feel I'm, like I'm everyone still needs to hear your story. Joanne actually pushed me to write the memoir. So um, I'm, I'm still working on it. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, well, it, hopefully going, is it called A Boy from Brooklyn? <laughs> or the Bronx? <laughs> I was told to stay away from the title Brooklyn for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn um, is a real planet. Have you been? Have I been to Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Um, With all that you do with your daughters, your wife, you have a company, um, you're writing your memoir. When do you find, do you find time for yourself? Do you um, do self-care? Are you watching anything on TV, like any series, Netflix? Yeah. So, so in terms of, uh, um, you know, my self-care, you know, I, I, I do my manis and petties. Like I'm, okay. I'm real. <laughs> that's like my. Uh, I do my manis and petties, man. I, 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 I got that. I learned that from the road, and yeah. um, I, I, I love it. Matter of fact, tomorrow I'm at my uh, my salon doing okay. my thing. So, um, and sometimes Joanne and I go together. That's fun. Uh, that's a good date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do that, and um, we watch. Um, We've been watching some Netflix shows. I mean, things are here and there, but I'm mainly always writing. Okay. So that's what you do in your spare time. And does that, do you feel like that helps you? It's very therapeutic for me. It it so helps me. I started doing yoga too. uh, And uh, Joanne's a runner. I'm not too much of a runner, but I did do a 5K when I first got my uh, remission. uh, and uh, I, I did the 5K. I think next year I'll do uh, 10K, so I'm going to step it up just a notch. Wow, but I'm not a runner. It's just something for me to keep keep the energy going, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm a more, more yoga, tennis, um, Manny Petty guy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And thank I you. continued... Um, continued health and wholeness and I'm so excited for you and your family thank you thank you thank you so much you have just listened to the stay at home mom yeah right podcast with my mom I hope you enjoy listening don't forget to subscribe and if you liked it please give it five stars thank you